freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Everybody, welcome to episode number 330 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is citizen government, and our guest is Jeff Zink. Jeff is a Republican candidate in Arizona running for U.S. Congress against incumbent Democrat Ruben Gallego. Jeff has been a college professor, scuba diving instructor, an NCAA basketball official, and a business owner with more than 40 years experience in sports medicine. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This is going to be a very exciting conversation uh, on many levels. I'm very excited to dive into uh, all of the questions that I have, but Danny just asked you one off air that uh, I'm going to go ahead and toss back at you while we're uh, mic'd up here. Uh, We are at the tail end of, you know, the big suns are almost going to grab the, uh, the title. And, and it's, it's slipping away again. And so Dan said, Hey, what do you think of, of basketball? What's going on with the Phoenix Suns? And you said that I was, uh, in professional sports as an athletic trainer. Uh, and I don't watch sports uh, much anymore because it's like work. So you're sitting every time there I di- look at, I, I'm looking at work. Yeah. You're like diagnosing, well, that guy's got a funny limp and that guy's grabbing his <laughs> wrist and <laughs> Well, Jeff, I don't know, but you know, you were a uh, basketball official and a business owner with 40 years experience in sports medicine. Mm -hmm. And then you go in to become a Republican candidate for U.S. Congress. And I just want to tell you, it's going to take more than medicine to fix what's going on right now. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's going to take more than uh, medicine. And it's also going to take more than being an official, because one of the things that I look for as an official is you follow the rules, all the rules. They're applied equally to both teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that we're lacking right now is uh, congressmen and senators that don't follow the rules. Absolutely. They've been doing a lot of dribbling lately, haven't they? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Going into those sports analogies. Um, So what, you know, you're you're clipping along through your life. You're, You're just doing what you do, like all citizens. What tipped the scales for you? that you said, I am going to put my hat and my name and my family, because this is never a single person uh, venture when you step into politics, into this rough and tumble ring. What, what was the thing? Was there a single thing? Well, actually, what happened was, uh, and this, this will take me back uh, 40 years. I was a uh, defensive back for Texas Tech University. I ended up fracturing my neck my senior year. 
And I started having migraine headaches. And one of the things that uh, happened over time was they uh, became increasingly worse and worse. To the point about eight years ago, I walked into an ER with my blood pressure at 248 over 198, um, not able to really function at all, and went to Burroughs and Mayo, and none of the neurologists could figure out what was going on. So um, I ended up becoming 100% disabled. In fact, the last two and a half years, I literally lived on a couch and in bed uh, during that time and didn't do anything. Uh, We didn't go anywhere. My wife and I were, were basically stuck here. And what happened was I had been uh, praying, uh, you know, God, I was on your team. I was a, uh, a college professor and a curriculum developer at Grand Canyon University, deacon in my church. Um, uh, I'm also an ordained minister. Um, and then I uh, just uh, kept praying. Why am I on the sidelines? Why, why am I not on the, uh, in the game? And then on December 24th at 3.30 in the morning, I changed my prayer and I said, I didn't want to live this life anymore the way that it was going, that um, whatever God had in store for me, I wanted him to uh, do that. And so his will, not my will. Well, he showed up that night. He uh, uh, said that he was going to break my headaches He was going to restore my health and he was going to send me to Congress to represent his people. Well, I can tell you, Cheryl, Todd, since December 24th, I have not had a headache one. Wow. My uh, health has been restored. I've been at the audit uh, uh, like I was this morning at six o'clock. I leave. I'm doing uh, this program. I'll be returning back and then I will stay there till about 1230 or one o'clock in the morning uh, because I'm the only congressional candidate that is actively involved in this audit. And um, I can't be elected or anybody can be elected if we don't get what's going on at the audit corrected. And so um, I, I, it's not about uh, Democrat or Republican, it's about right and wrong. And so what I'm trying to do right now is, is that through that experience, that's literally what uh, brought me in, was my life has been dramatically changed by God. And um, when people say, you know, I always uh, was leery when uh, somebody says, well, God called me in to do this. Well, Mm -hmm. what happened to your life that dramatically changed it. I was living on a couch and a bed mm-hmm. for two and a half years, couldn't do anything. And now I am uh, working 20 hours a day, going and have uh, all the energy that I could possibly have in order to uh, perform at the highest level. And it's amazing how my health and my uh, uh, status has, has changed since December 24th. That is an amazing testimony. And it's that shift from, you know, being self-focused and what I want for my life and saying, okay, God, I surrender. I am like all yours. I always was, but now, you know, fully surrendering. Uh, That's, that is incredible. I love stories like that. I was just recently watching Tucker Carlson 
and the actor John Voight, am I saying that name right? Yes. He he basically said a similar thing that you did on a national show like Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Tucker's asking him about, you know, something else. Like I think how did he become a, you know, politically outspoken? Uh, and instead of just, you know, kind of, you know, answering, well, there was this thing that was going on in the world or whatever, he took it into this very personal place. And he said he found himself, you know, just kind of his life was broken. His body wasn't broken like yours. His life was broken. And he, um, I don't even think he knew he was praying at the time, but he said he very clearly heard, uh, you know, a voice that, that told him, you know, there is a different path and you're welcome to it, it's up to you. And uh, anyway, uh, that's incredible that I've heard two similar stories in a week's time and, and giving glory to God. I, I just love that. And, and Jeff, thank I, you for sharing that. I just wanna say thank you very much for being part of this uh, fair elections thing, yes. this audit, because uh, we need people like you that can sit there and make sure that things are going the way, not whether it's Republican, Democrat, whatever, just that it's a fair election and that it was done proper. Thank you very much for that. Well, I appreciate it. One of the things that I, I also always tell everybody is, is that um, we have four boxes. Uh, first is the soapbox. And that's our, our First Amendment rights that was given to us by our founding fathers. Um, if that stops, then we have the ballot box. And uh, if we have problems with the ballot box, then we have the jury box. Mm. And if we fail in the uh, jury box, then we have, uh, we've only gone to this one time, but it tore a country in two and it, and it separated it and it's the ammo box. Yeah. And it, what we're trying to do right now is, is we're trying to peacefully uh, protest and, and look at and try to see what happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that uh, what we're, we're very dangerously close to um, the, the ammo box because people are, are really getting desperate. They're, they're not thinking that their voice is being heard, their uh, ballots are not being uh, uh, cast the way that they wanted them cast. Uh, and then we've had, you've seen the Supreme Court not take any cases. We've had things uh, thrown out where we have actually given them evidence. When you have somebody's affidavit, that is evidence and it, mm -hmm. for it to be disregarded and thrown out, that is a huge issue, especially uh, for us here in America. Mm -hmm. Boy, that is so true. So um, what, we, one, one second, I believe we have gotten to a place where we rely too much on the ju judicial arm of our government. And so it, it has politicized that process and politicized the judges themselves. And instead of we, the people doing the work and keeping all of the different branches, you know, set up and running the way that our founders set them up to run, we have just abdicated and abdicated so much of our responsibility to now we have this big mucked up mess. We have our, our um, Arizona audit taking place, which is a blessing, but there's so many people that 
thumb their noses at it and maybe aren't going to buy into mentally what the results are. And then that's going to create another problem. But um, we also have at the federal level, this HR one that the, the democratic party is trying to push through and they call it a nice, pretty name, the for the people act, right? But it's federalizing our election process. What other nations have federalized election processes, right? Is that the direction we want to go? I think no. Well, one of the things is federalized uh, elections are in China. Federalized elections are also in Venezuela, uh, Russia. And if we look at uh, history, 42 times socialism has been tried. And there's 42 failures of socialism every time. You cannot, uh, and it's also one of the reasons why our founding fathers were so specific in what they were doing in making sure that capitalism and people being free. And what's ta- what we're seeing uh, in America today is, is that they're taking those freedoms away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't understand your rights, then you don't have any. And that's what's really uh, nightmarish is, is the fact that the very people that are wanting to give their rights away don't understand that it's going to happen to them as well. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do is, is and especially as a uh, college professor uh, in teaching and educating people, that's one of the things that I want to do. I want to make sure that I educate our American people, not only to the uh, Constitution, but in order to make sure that they understand that they have rights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so critical, especially with the, uh, the audit that we uh, are going through here in Arizona. We're actually leading the way. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem that I'm actually seeing is there were 37,646 security uh, breaches in March. Mm where they deleted logs. This is, this is a huge concern. We have 3,981 registered voters that were registered after 10 uh, or October 15th deadline. So the, again, there's almost 4,000 people that registered after the deadline because Arizona says you have to be registered 29 days before the election and then we had a uh, judge that actually uh, closed that down, but still there was a deadline and we had that many. Um, we also had 11,326 uh, voted that were not on the voter rolls on 11-7, but they did show up on 12-4. I don't know if that's an anomaly. Did, was the uh, Secretary of State's office overwhelmed and they were trying to add those, but Biden only won by 10,000 votes, uh, 10,000 and change. And that's that's a huge uh, uh, concerning problem. Then we have 18,000 that voted and then were removed from the uh, rolls Mm post-election. So how do you have uh, uh, 18,000 that voted and now they're being removed from, uh, from the rolls And then the other thing is, is that we had 74,243 mail-in 
ballots with no evidence of them ever being sent out by the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. Those so are is not. That the, is that the crease issue, or it's just there's records that show, you know, this many was supposed to have been sent, and now they're saying this many got sent, or is it that there's seventy four thousand that are creaseless? The paper has no crease, and so how could it have been mailed? Do you know? Uh, um, what, what it's showing is, is that uh, uh, if you go to Katie Hobbs uh, website, the mm -hmm. Secretary of State's website, it shows how many votes or ballots were mailed out. Okay. And we now have what has been received. Got you. So okay. we've received 74,243 more ballots than were sent out. Wow. That's gotcha. a problem. So That's a did, problem. You, did they, do you ask somebody about that? Do you say, why is that so Jeff? Or we just haven't got to that, to the end yet? Well, somebody we're still, uh, we're still waiting. These were, uh, this is what came out in the hearing uh, with uh, Doug and Ken and Bob when they testified before the Senate hearing. Uh, these were the numbers that were revealed to the public. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand to the extent that these anomalies, we have valid questions that now need to be answered. And the Board of Supervisors and the Secretary of State are not providing any resources in order to answer those questions. So that's a problem. That's something that as we sit down and, and look at this information objectively, we need to have somebody answer why. It may be nefarious. It may be something that is just as simple as uh, these logs were deleted at this time because that's when we got, a, uh, got to it. There wasn't anything uh, there. Um, we added these people because we were logged by, uh, behind and we finally got caught up. Okay, if those are the answers, then that's fine. There's nothing uh, there, mm -hmm. but it, but just saying there's nothing to see here. This is the, uh, the cleanest, most uh, secure election in history. When we have all these anomalies, somebody's got to start answering questions. That's, that is the thing. And, you know, what we've said every time this has come up as a topic on our show is, you know, as, as citizens, we have been edit, uh, audited by the IRS and it's not a constitutional crisis. Right? right. We show our work just like, you know, you were a teacher and show it again and show it again. And again, um, it's no fun to go through an audit, but you, you come to answers, you, you find the work, you show your work, just like we used to do in school. And as gun store owners, federal firearms licensees, FFL holders, we have been audited by the ATF. And again, it's not a constitutional crisis. It's not a conspiracy theory. We just show our work. I can't give you and an answer for that. For our Can you elected, imagine that? I know. Could you imagine if that's our answer? If I told the ATF, oh, I, can't, I, I don't know why that happened. Right. Or we stonewall and we block them guns are. and we lawyer up yeah. and we do all this stuff. And I, I just can't understand how people who are elected officials, right, they work for who? We the people. That's right that they feel that they are above answering questions of their constituents. Now they have constituents who are right there beside them going, 
we don't have to answer these questions. Everything was super superb. Uh, so, but you ha they have to serve all of their constituents. And if you have constituents that have questions that are predicated on some pretty good, solid, you know, hey, what, what about 74,000? Let's just find out the reason why. You know, it doesn't even have to be accusatory. It can just be, look, this doesn't look right. This doesn't smell right, doesn't feel right. Let's come together and find an answer. I just can't understand why we're not all as concerned about this, um, all not equally concerned about this. It's, it's a real head scratcher for me. Absolutely. And, and one of the things is, is that, um, you know, my father, uh, who served in World War II, uh, I have a brother that served in, in Vietnam. Um, and my country, when I came out in 1980, uh, Reagan had just barely got into office. And um, my recruiter basically just said, if you were educated, or if you think you can be educated, go ahead and go to college. Um, and when I got out, uh, there still wasn't uh, literally looking for soldiers or anything else. So I went back and, and finished out my, uh, my degrees. And when 9-11 happened, I was four years too old to serve uh, mm -hmm. the cutoff date. So my country's never asked me to serve military-wise. But um, because of the situation, one of the things that I... I I sit and look at Proverbs 29.2 says that while the righteous rule, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. And the groaning that has been uh, taking place, both Democrat, Republican, Independent, Tea Party, Libertarian, everybody has been very upset with what is going on uh, with our country and, and what is happening. And this destruction of putting America last has got to stop. But more importantly, we've got to start putting God back into our government and into our schools, into our homes. And we've got to start understanding that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, mm -hmm. that it's a free gift, that we didn't earn it. There's no way that we can obtain it. But if we accept it and accept him as our Lord and Savior, then a moral compass starts to happen. And once it does happen, then like with me, if somebody comes and we know that the Democrat party is gonna to come to me and they're gonna to try to bribe me, I know how much, it's gonna be about $2 billion. I won't mention any names, Hunter Biden, but um, <laughs> these are things that uh, are going to take place. Well, the thing is, is that in my healing from my heavenly father, it was, there wasn't any money. There wasn't anything in this world that changed my life so dramatically that I'm able to do what I'm uh, doing right now. And that's only through the grace of God and through him. So for me, I'm not going to be negotiating with Democrats and rhinos when it comes to the rights of the people. We are supposed to represent them. They do not work for us. We work for them. And so we're not uh, allowed to send money overseas for transgender studies. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to send money overseas for any country when our infrastructure, when our uh, homeless and our vets are desperately needing help. And that money can be uh, just as easily spent here in the United States taking care of our own.
Boy. Jeff, I 100% agree with you. And there is definitely a problem. We see senators that and congressmen that uh, they start out with a, their average salary. And when they have been in office for 20 years, now they're multimillionaires. That somebody needs to question that. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to. And I, we want everybody to right. be successful. But, right. you know, again, it's sort of like, how does that, right. how does that play out? But right. go ahead, Dan. I'm well, sorry. I just want to get back to the elections real quick on one thing. So, you know, I, I'm on Facebook and I've had to uh, remove a lot of friends because of their, their talk on this election thing. And I, the way I feel about it, if the results come that nothing happened, I will accept that. Right. But what they're saying is, you know, it's kind of like the cry wolf thing where, we did an audit, we did an audit, and we did an audit. We had three audits. And then finally, we're doing another audit. We're gonna keep doing audits until we find something wrong. Mm-hmm. And how? what do we tell those people today? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that we can tell them is, is that, all right, so there, there has been uh, audits done in the past. So listen very careful to the boxes that I'm going to give you. Let's just say that we have uh, an election that took place and we have 25 boxes. And I'm going to give you uh, 2, 8, 12, 16, and 24. What is the common thread with every box that I just gave you? Even numbers. Even numbers. So I hand those, you, you, we go and we take a look at all those boxes and we don't really find anything. And then we turn around and we say, oh, well, every other box is just like that. So there's nothing to, to look at here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, is that if all the shenanigans were placed in the uh, uh, odd boxes, then you've done an audit, but you haven't uncovered what's taking place. Maricopa County has uh, done the very first forensic audit where we got and obtained every box. In fact, we, in several of them that we found, we ended up having to, it, cre- it created in one instance, five other boxes from, from one box, uh, another box, it was like two or three boxes, but we ended up creating almost 26 boxes from the boxes that was given to us because of some of the things that that took place. Now, this was something that Ken uh, Bennett had stated in the hearing very clearly. uh, uh, And that's something that what we're doing in this audit is we're going to actually give it back to them in a better situation than what we found it. Mm -hmm. But these are things that we need to sit down and we need to take a look at. And because of this forensic audit, that's going to take place. We've looked at every audit that was cast in Maricopa County. So all 2.1 million were were looked at. And this is what's really interesting is, is this. In the forensic audit, when you you go on uh, azaudit.org and you can watch on the camera uh, at the time that we were in the auditorium, when we did those forensic uh, pictures, we were able to take the uh, picture of the back, flip it over, take a picture of the front, and then we also scooted it over and we took three points uh, specific under microscopes and took a look at that. So three pictures per uh, ballot. Those are going to be what is being looked at and that report's going to come out uh, in uh, probably four weeks. 
So we're going to be uh, uh, silent like I, I, I am. I'm under an NDA. I can't discuss what I actually saw on the floor, what I saw on the ballots or anything else. But what I can talk about are the things that have come out in the Senate, what Senator Fan has stated, and what um, uh, Doug and, and Ken and Bob had stated there. And so those are uh, the reason why I can speak freely about the information that I've given. Well, I, I have uh, a statement and a question. My statement is when you're talking about, you know, when, when the parameters were given to you, what you're allowed to look in, that to me just immediately uh, makes me think about a magician trick, right? When they've set it up so that they already are the ones in, in control of the trick, they know what the outcome's going to be. So if you've been told you can only look in these boxes, you know, uh, then that, that isn't forensic. That isn't believable um, to anybody. Can you imagine has... if I go to the IRS when they did an audit? Said, yeah. "Yeah, here, take a look at this. Look at this, and yeah. look at this. We're yeah. fine. See? We're totally good, right? That's right." Uh, and then when you use the phrase, uh, "the forensic auditors created boxes," would you would you define what you mean by that? Is that you know uh, saying, "Well, here's parameters"? Is when you say box, are you saying parameters? What what are you saying? No. Um, so we actually had when we opened a, a few of the boxes. What Ken had stated in the hearing was the fact that what they found in there ended up having to be separated and put into another box. So there actually was a, a more boxes created. Like physical cardboard boxes. We're not yes. talking anything metaphorical here. I just want to. They were in the wrong that. box. Okay. They were in the wrong gotcha. box. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's right. Very so, good. And it's uh, and it's one of the things that uh, uh, what we're still looking at. What we would like to do is is have a complete audit, one that has everything uh, there. But we're still missing because the board of supervisors and and Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state are still not providing the envelopes for the signatures uh, uh, that were taking place on the envelopes that were uh, mailed in. There was a signature that's supposed to be verified. And at, uh, when they first set it up, it was supposed to be 20 points. And then as things went along, it went to 10 points, then five. And then it was, oh, we don't need to even uh, worry about signatures. Let's just uh, everything that comes in, we're just going to pass. That's a huge issue. The other is, is that uh, we didn't uh, have the passwords uh, into the Dominion machines. So if you don't have anything to hide, then why are you uh, uh, having attorneys in involved? Why are you constantly creating issues mm -hmm. that uh, are always putting stumbling blocks in front of people. That's the part that actually is more aggravating than anything else. If you really don't have anything to hide, then by all means, let's look at everything and let's open everything up. But the way it's uh, playing out right now, what looks like is going to happen is, is we're going to have an incomplete audit and that's not on uh, uh, Cyber Ninja or, or anything, the volunteers that were a part of this. None of them are going to uh, be the culprit or the problem. The problem is, is that Katie Hobbs and the Board of Supervisors are in contempt from the Senate. They've issued subpoenas and they're not complying. And that, that's a huge problem. And everybody 
whether you're Republican or Democrat, need to be concerned about what's happening there. So what happens? What happens if she doesn't comply? Well, I mean, what can there be any legal action taken against her? Well, Sonny Borelli came out and, and basically stated that uh, he uh, has a couple of things. He's not going. He didn't tell us uh, what's taking place, but he said that they are working on making sure that there's teeth that's involved with the subpoenas. So, um, whatever Senator Fan, Sonny Borelli, and and uh, William Peterson, what what they're doing is going to be literally making sure that we hold people accountable. Yes. The people are asking for this information. The people are, and she represents the people, and she is flat out denying to the people the right. Remember that when you, as you, you know, when you become a congressman, that we, you serve the people, right? And and Katie Hobbs, correct me if I'm mistaken. Katie Hobbs is running to be the governor of yes. the state of Arizona. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what if kind not of to... Twilight Zone episode are we? Why is that in? a Twilight Zone? If she's if if they're rigging the elections, she's got a chance. Okay, I give right? you that. She's got well, a chance. That's one of the reasons why I'm spending as many hours as I possibly can. Is the f- simple fact is somebody like me will never be elected. The fix will always be in. So I'm just looking to make sure that it's a fair, open, honest election and give me a fair level playing field is all I'm asking for. What is she publicly saying to the people that she's not going to comply? What does she really, say to she's them? She's not saying anything. She just says that everything was fine. There's nothing to look uh, here. There's, uh, you know, just keep moving along, uh, that there's no issues. And I've already quoted, you know, the 37,646 security Queries that uh, where they were breached in uh, March, that we have deleted logs that they you know that they finally did recover. But again, if there's nothing wrong, how how did that happen? If we had people who were registered to vote after the deadline, right. why why are they allowed? Why were those ballots? Uh, you know, accepted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeff, we're running out of time, but I do have one more question. So how many mail-in ballots were there? I think you just said that. I know, yes. but I want to ask again. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. It was 74,243 mail-in ballots with no evidence of them being sent out. Okay. So there are more the question, than more than. So having these signatures on the envelopes could clear that up pretty easy, couldn't it? It could. Yeah. Very so much. Show so. them, then show them to us. Yeah. Right. Make it simple. Exactly. Why do we have to put distrust? Show us. Show us that there's as many envelopes as there are ballots, and we'll move on to the next thing, right? Exactly. Very. It's well, so irritating. Well said, Thank well you said. very much for being there doing that. Absolutely. Um, I want to dive in, and we only have about 10 minutes left, um, okay. and so it's not a lot of time, but... Uh, something is happening in your family, like thousands of other families, your family has a connection to events that took place at our U.S. Capitol on January 6th of 2021. Um, I'm just going to leave that as the setup and, and hand you the ball and you tell us what is going on with your family in connection to that event. Okay. 
Well, one of the things that has transpired on January the 6th, my son and myself went to uh, Washington, D.C. to support President Trump and to exercise our right to voice a peaceful protest as to what we felt was uh, had taken place, that the election had been stolen. I went to listen to my president, what was taking, uh, what had happened on November the 3rd. We then went to the Capitol and observed uh, Hunter empty. I actually had video of uh, now that has been identified as an Antifa person that was kicking in windows on the Capitol, uh, at the Capitol. Uh, my son was all, is also in the uh, uh, film videoing the same event. And he and I uh, observed what had happened. This was not Trump uh, people that this so-called insurrection, which no guns were confiscated uh, at all. Um, but on February 4th, my son was arrested by the uh, 15 FBI agents at 3.30 oh in the morning where they kicked in his door. Uh, oh he was uh, then uh, arrested, uh, charged with two felonies and two misdemeanors. Uh, he were still waiting for his arraignment. Uh, we did, he did uh, get released a month and a half afterwards. A month and, and a half. So, uh, and he is at home, but the, the problem was in that time, he lost his uh, uh, business, his mm -hmm. uh, truck, his home and everything else. And so uh, right now he's trying to build back his, his life again, mm -hmm. but it's still on hold because here's the thing those two felonies and those two misdemeanors, he's now facing 47 years oh in God. federal penitentiary. And what uh, uh, I'm trying to do is, is I'm trying to get the word out to understand that we did nothing wrong. we never went inside the Capitol. They have no pictures of him at all. In fact, they confiscated his video, his um, pictures, his camera, his phone, his computer, they, uh, the FBI had all that and they still haven't released it back to him, but yet they keep holding him uh, and they haven't officially charged him as of yet, but they keep asking for him to plea out and there's no reason for him to plea out. He didn't right. do anything wrong. Right. So the, the fact is, is that what I have uh, coined a phrase that somebody that everybody seems to like, which is you're guilty until proven Democrat. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's, and that is, you know, a terrifying possible reality. And I, I just don't even know what to say. I I'm so aghast that this is happening, not only to your family, but to thousands of families. And so if he, if you never entered the building and there's no evidence that you entered the building, you or your son, what are the, what are the felonies? Um, the first felony is interrupting a congressional proceeding. The second felony is trespassing on uh, capital uh, property. The misdemeanor is trespassing on uh, federal grounds. And the uh, other is engaged in unlawful activity. 
so those are the uh, what has been stated so far. Um, but every time that they uh, try to set up a hearing so that they will charge him or drop the charges, the hearing keeps being pushed back. And what's really interesting is, and I understand that the FBI are listening to my phones and, and, and stuff, because I made the statement that I wasn't going to uh, start my campaign until uh, the 1st of September. And his last hearing, which was a month ago, uh, magically was set after September. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's these types of things that the, the federal government are going to hold uh, on and try to intimidate, influence. And this is one of the reasons why I'm such a big Second Amendment uh, person as well. Um, it states that we have the right to bear arms. And it's not for hunting. It is so that we, if we have a tyrannical government, that we have the right to overthrow that government and to take control, that we, the people, are in control. And we tell them, and what's happened is, is that it's the other way around. They're now and trying flipped. to tell us. Right. And that's not right. And, and as a uh, congressional candidate, what I'm doing is, is that I'm looking at bringing the Bible and the Constitution back to Congress and make sure that when I'm on the floor, that people are going to hear Bible verses in my speeches. They're going to hear that, uh, what are the concerns in CD7. The problem that we have here is, is that we have 64% Latinos in CD7. And 40% of all constituents have now fallen below the poverty line. Oh, gosh. So we are hurting. There are high rise apartments that are being built on a daily basis. The problem that I'm, I'm seeing is the fact that um, they are uh, taking illegal aliens and putting them in those uh, apartments subsidizing them with our federal tax ID or tax money. And then what we're doing is, is that we're not having any manufacturing or jobs that are coming in. And so that's the reason why Maricopa County is now becoming more and more uh, to the point where we're uh, becoming dependent. And again, people who are enslaved are easier to control. Those of us who are free and are independent and bear arms, we don't, we're not as easily controlled. And that's why it's so important as to what has happened uh, in January 6th, that it wasn't an insurrection. Mm -hmm. This was planned by Antifa and by Black Lives Matter. And it wasn't the Trump uh, supporters. They had nothing to do with this other than being caught up in, in those activities. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like your son was probably in Cuba or Venezuela and not at the U.S. Capitol. Mm. Yes, you know that is and, true. And it is extremely scary that that we're seeing this stuff happening. Mm. You know, um, a month and a half in jail. So, I mean, thank goodness both of you aren't caught up in the same legal mire, quagmire. Um, but it seems like if they were really being strategic, they would have done that to you since you were in the Capitol, because Quiet, then you couldn't, couldn't be running for, for Congress. 
Well, it's kind of funny because when they came over and I had two FBI agents that sat side by side uh, on the couch and they looked at my phone, we looked at every video, every picture that I had on my phone and stuff. And after they um, took my statement, after an hour and a half of, uh, of basically talking with me, then at the end is when I revealed that I had already had my congressional number and my uh, house number because I'd been vetted out and that I was a legitimate congressional candidate. At that point, they changed their tune very fast and left. So it's kind of interesting that um, those things have happened, but my son is still being utilized as you know, I, I look at what uh, Mike Flynn had to go through yes. and with his son and what they did with him yes. and uh, and stuff. The difference for me is um, I just keep telling my son, stay brave, mm-hmm. hang in there. Even if they convict you, when I get into Congress, I'm going to come after you. I'm going to make sure that this is righted. And I, I'm trying to make as much light of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, to allow people to understand that if it's happening to me, it can happen to you, it can happen to anybody. And so we need to stand up, we the people, and let our voices be heard and make our voices be heard. Boy, absolutely. And I think it's also, there's an element of this that is designed to try to terrify we the people, terrify citizens from even going to anything called a rally or some kind of a gathering where we're supporting um, a candidate or an idea. Uh, you know, every year I'm part of a group that puts together uh, the Celebrate and Protect Your Second Amendment Rights rally event, and it's held on the lawn of our Arizona Capitol building. And this past year, we were a little nervous because we thought, are people going to be too afraid to come? Or are there going to be rabble rousers who show up there just like they did at the U.S. Capitol and create a a problem to make it look like we, the people, the Second Amendment supporters are the problem. And I am telling you, I was in in prayer mode, fervent prayer mode, uh, asking for protection over the work that we're doing. And it was a beautiful day. It was a safe day. It was a day full of families and children. And uh, we had... Not that anybody will report this, mind you, none of the media will report this, but we had easily 7,000, maybe 8,000 people show up on the lawn. We took both lawns, uh, it was double the, the square footage of any previous year we've done it. And so I am seeing God's uh, hand of protection over uh, what, what he set in motion with our founders. And um, I, I believe that those of us that are trying to honor that the best that we can with our, our imperfect lives and our imperfect selves, um, you know, we, we have to continue. We can't mm-hmm. sit and cower and be af- too afraid to act. Um, and you're an example of that. And I, I'm just so honored and excited that you and I met. It was on the Capitol lawn that we, it was. we met. It was an event. Yes. And, uh, you know, we've uh, just continued this conversation and, and organized our calendars to bring you here today. And um, just for the record, we are in the studio on Monday, July 19th of 2021, just to give a, a mark in time for people. 
um, to know where we are uh, when we're having these conversations about where the audit is and where the, the things are with your son and that sort of thing. But um, Jeff Zink, uh, thank you so much for the example that you are setting, the example that you are, the encouragement that you're offering others. Uh, as the theme I chose today, citizen government, we cannot give up that that dream, that hope, that grand experiment that the United States is. Yeah, Jeff, so how can people help you? Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the things is that you can go to www.jeff, last name is Zink, Z is in zebra, I-N-K, the number four congress.com. That's my website. I'm also found on uh, Gab, uh, Telegram, uh, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, Real Jeff Zink. Um, and then there's a couple of them that, because I've been uh, taken off <laughs> and doxxed, uh, there's a few of them that are Real Jeff Zink for Congress. Uh, so uh, either way, you can find me. One of the things that I've also uh, started organizing, which is called Action CD7, uh, which is uh, focusing on uh, Congressional District 7, uh, we actually have a, an event, a 9-11 event that's going to take place. And I'm working with the Luke Air Force Base with a flyover. We've got a nationally uh, renowned uh, singer who's going to be singing the uh, uh, national anthem. We're going to do fireworks. We've got the Army uh, obstacle course. We've got all kinds of things. And it's a family-oriented uh, event that's going to be taking place. Um, and we're, we're going to uh, have a uh, website called www.actioncd7.com, and it will have all of the information there as we're moving forward. And, we're, and what I'm trying to do is, is focus on uh, this area and bring things together for the community and for our families and, and our children. And we're going to have lots of schools there so we can give them choices instead of our uh, public schools teaching them um, that it's okay uh, to, to be groomed for pedophilia, uh, mm-hmm. that there's an alternative. We can go to Christian schools and stuff. So my focus is really trying to help our community. Fantastic. I, again, I appreciate your time so much. Uh, I'm excited to uh, reach out to you offline about some of these things that I know we'll wanna help with. So um, thank you again so much for all that you are doing. Jeff Zink for Congress. Thanks, Cheryl, Todd. I appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. You know, there's one thing I want to comment on. Yes. He said there's 43 times that socialism hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't worked. For the common people, no. But for the people Even in power, for the people well, in power, no, it works for them. Ultimately, it it didn't, and well, it know. worked for them. I mean, yeah, they have some problems, but okay. so that's the thing. I mean, you know, if you're up there in high power, then sure, socialism sounds good. Mm-hmm. But for, when you don't have power for a while, but yeah. it creates such a paranoid. It does, and it does. It it's not good for the people, and the people know that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so All right, quit we taking have... free stuff. Earn your stuff. Mm, amen. Yeah. All right, we have got to get on out of here. Thank you so much to our amazing guest today, Jeff Zink. We'll be praying for him and his family, um, his son. What a terrible, what a terrible thing. Life interrupted. 
Um, anyway, we'll be praying for, for them. Um, and also, uh, to our amazing listeners, we have listeners all over the world, people who are interested in the subject matter experts and all the topics that we discuss here. Except they can't hear us in Cuba right now. Can't. Yeah. How about that? that? The government said they can't have internet anymore because it's for their own good. For always for your own own good. good. So keep that in mind. So yes, all the places that you're allowed to have internet, right? And allowed free access to information. uh, We have listeners and we value you. We appreciate you. When you take these conversations around your dinner tables and your carpools, that is really where the rubber hits the road. And we appreciate that so much. Your time is your most valuable commodity. And when you spend it with us, we, we notice it, we recognize it, we value it, we thank you. And I know why I can't be an FBI agent. I know why I didn't become one. Because at the time that I'd have to go arrest somebody for videotaping something in the Capitol, I'd tell them, no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. That's why I could never have been in that mm-hmm. field. Because I would do what was right. Mm-hmm. And that was that's not right. So anyway, I'm kind of upset about that. Well, it could be a twisted idea of what is right. You know, if people don't know their constitution, if they don't understand that they serve the people first and that, that, you know, when you take an oath to the constitution, they can be amended though. Remember that. Oh, well, uh, what does Joe Biden say? He says, no, amendment." who knows is, what Joe Biden says. Come on. I saw him on TV yesterday and he goes, uh, uh, and he, he was at a gro- at a store or something and had to take notes out to know what to say, to answer, to answer a question. question. He had to actually take a piece of paper out and look at it. And then he still couldn't do it right. Come on, people, wake up. Hi, how are you? Yeah. I'm fine. Well, again, uh, thank you to our listeners. Uh, if you'd like to see any portion of this show that you might have missed or any of our other shows, uh, the video versions are on YouTube. Maybe we'll see, right? Because things are being taken down off of YouTube, left, right, and center. That's another story. Off of GunStreamer, uh, on GunStreamer.com, and uh, the smartphone app called OpsLens. Our link has been broken for a while on there, but we're we're hoping to get that fixed soon. I, maybe it's fixed by the time this airs, hopefully. And uh, the audio-only version, sometimes people just want to listen while they're on a jog or mowing the lawn or whatever. Go to our website, Gun freedomradio.com click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content darling click the guest tab and you'll see photos and bios and links to all of the guests that we've ever had on it's a tremendous resource and when you spend time there we don't hate that all right until next time we are going to pray for our nation please pray for people that have been put in positions of leadership uh, pray for uh, those that are are seeking to be public servants, to be placed in positions of leadership. And uh, I mean, even the ones you don't like, the ones that are currently there, maybe especially the ones you don't like. And until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.